Welcome to Unity of Tucson. If we only have love. If we only have love. I, f I believe that we find that capacity within each and every one of us to stand in spiritual strength. That's really what this song says to me. It's what resonates with me. When we, if we only, and here's the thing, you know, I say all the time, we do actually only have love. That's it. We only have love. There is nothing else that exists. We call love consciousness. We call love God. They're all synonyms for the infinite creative power. When we recognize that this is the truth, then we actually put ourselves in a place of infinite presence to show up as we would like to show up in this world. And that is a place of spiritual strength. And this week, it seemed a great lead-in to talk about spiritual strength and, and, and order the two facets of these divine powers that we all have at our command. I'm going to start with actually the first sentence in Divine Audacity in this particular chapter regarding strength. And Linda Martello Whitsett wrote this, spiritual strength is our capacity to stand undaunted in the midst of shifting circumstances to act courageously and stay the course. Spiritual strength is our capacity to stand undaunted in the midst of shifting circumstances, to act courageously and stay the course. I love that idea that it is standing undaunted, that there is that power that we have at the core of our beingness that we can accept as the point from which our entire life is created and expressed. And when we understand that, we actually stand undaunted, you know, in relationship to all the circumstances of the world. And we're experiencing some circumstances, some circumstances that I felt necessitated a change again in, what, in the way that we are doing our Sunday celebration here. Now, there will be some who will say, but aren't you giving power to the circumstances? And I'm going to say, probably not. Probably not. Because here's the thing. We have the capacity to give over our spiritual strength, to give over our power to those circumstances in the world, to the expressions of the world. And boy, we are socialized into doing that quite a bit. We are socialized into thinking, oh, I can be beaten down by the experiences of the world. That is, not, that is not approaching life from the sense of spiritual strength. And we do this probably much more than we should. Even those of us who are working in a spiritual path, those of us who have stepped into the understanding of their power and presence that is the core of the identity of the individual. It is very easy to give over to those circumstances taking dominion. So there is one way, there is a way that I know of to shift the experiences of the world. I know how to, I know how to do this. I know how to shift the experiences of the world. It is quite simply this, it is to not allow the circumstances to dictate the circumstances. Think about that. 
We can, shift the, we can shift the entire experience of this world by not allowing the circumstances to dictate the circumstances. That is spiritual strength. So on Friday, in, in some discussion with the board, I made a decision to return to offering Sunday celebrations only online for the time being. And it is, I will say, it is in relationship to what I see happening in the world. And you may, like I said before, you may say, doesn't that contradict what you're saying today? Not letting the circumstances dictate the circumstances? Because I'm looking at the circumstances of the world and I'm saying the circumstances around the way we engage in Sunday celebration must change in relationship to those circumstances. So yes, I will admit, there is that part of me that is doing that. But there's also a no part. There is also a no part, because I know what the core of my being is, at the core of who I am, I am living in relationship with the one true power, the divine power. The yes part of that is on the surface, yes. I am in reaction to the experience of the world. But we're always living in proaction and reaction, and our work is to find the balance between the two that necessitates and expresses most magnificently as the core strength of our lives. In the email that I sent out on Friday, really the whole answer to all of this is there. I wrote, I do not, and I really want us to hear this, I do not affirm the supremacy of any virus in the world of form. The virus does not have supremacy. Yet I do not deny that viruses exist in the world of form. They do. We're having the experience. We should not deny. As new thought practitioners, as new thought adherents, we are not here to bury our head in the sand and say, it's all God, it's all good, although fundamentally it is all God and it is all good, but we do not bury our heads in the sand and deny that we're having an experience. There is actually strength in the acknowledgement that I stand undaunted in the midst of this experience. The undaunted part of that is to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the form, the form, the effect, which is the virus, does not have supremacy. The only thing that has supremacy, there's one thing that has supremacy, and that is consciousness. God, spirit, infinite mind, love, it does not matter what we call it. It is beyond words, but that is the supreme authority, consciousness. Part of the shifting circumstances that we find ourselves immersed in right here and right now is is in the weight of the unconscious collective. We are having an experience of collective consciousness as, as well. And what I mean by collective consciousness is the individualized use that each and every one of us has and carries and expresses of the infinite consciousness. There is a field that is created. There is an energetic field that is created at the, at, at the level of the unconscious collective. And the weight of that right now 
in our, and, and frankly, right, right now, well, it is in the world, but very much so in the United States, is that we are weighted on the side of fear around this virus. And so we must take action in relationship to the fear by knowing who we are within that and addressing that collective unconscious with our consciousness of love, of light, of life, of power, and recreating the energetic field of consciousness to be weighted on the other side. But that takes work. I wrote this in the email. There is a collective consciousness working at the level of the virus that currently outweighs the loving and healing consciousness that I know we all hold. Until the scale is collectively weighted towards love, wholeness, and healing, we may still find ourselves susceptible below the level of our awareness to the effects of the majority. To stand in spiritual strength, to stand in spiritual strength is to hold firm in infinite truth. To know that we are not subject to the majority because one alone in consciousness with the infinite constitutes a complete majority. The story that Linda Martello Whitsett offers in Divine Audacity is a story from scripture to illuminate this balance. And the story she uses is the story of David and Goliath. I'm not gonna recount the whole story, you can read it. But she offers a thought that is really, really, it, it struck me as being so um, relevant right here and right now. She wrote this, consider your own David nature that is capable of standing up to big, scary monsters such as disease. What part of you, where is that part of you that is capable of standing up to big, scary monsters such as disease, not with the need to coerce or force a change, but to know who you are to such a degree that the shift happens all around you? That was the power of David. David did not force something to happen. David allowed. In that, consider your own David nature that is capable of standing up to big, scary monsters such as disease. In that, it is a reminder that consciousness is the only thing that exists. And in light of spiritual strength, we see through the illusion of these monsters like disease, like viruses, like whatever it is that shows up that is not in accordance and in alignment with the life you would like to have. The fundamental distillation of all of this comes down to remembering who you are. Remember who you are. You are the full expression of infinite light, life, peace, power, beauty, joy. That is the core of who you are. And when you entertain anything other than that, when you put the power outside the self, when you decide that those things out there have supremacy in some fashion, you may find yourself depleting your spiritual strength. 
Remembering who you are is infinite spiritual strength. Strength is knowing that we activate the law. We activate the law. We are the point of activation of this magnificent law of cause and effect. This law is rooted in the infinite creative spirit, and we activate it individually, each and every one of us. And the universe is inherently an experience of law and order. We activate the law utilizing our connection as spiritual strength, and what flows forth is order. And that's the other spiritual principle we're talking about today. Charles Fillmore wrote, order is the first law of the universe. I think it's pretty common. We all know this, that, you know, order is the first law of the universe, he wrote. Indeed, there could be no universe unless various parts were kept in perfect harmony. There could be no universe. There could not be an expression of the universe unless it was all working in balance and in harmony. That is the nature of expression. Order is the first law of the universe. There is a fundamental order to all that is. You know, I've talked about it before. My, my love, you know, when I showed on the, uh, on the one service, the, the, the deep field, you know, and, and reminding us all that that deep field image of all those galaxies was all part of the infinite order. We look out there and we call it the cosmos. And I think a lot of people don't know what the word cosmos actually means. Cosmos literally means the well-ordered whole. Cosmos is the antonym of chaos. We live in a cosmos. We live in the well-ordered whole. Each of us is part of and expressing from this well-ordered wholeness. I say all the time, I say all the time, you're probably sick of hearing me say it. I say it all the time that we are that which is. That is the fundamental premise, really of all spiritual traditions that we root ourselves in the deepest understanding that we are God, we are divine. There can be no separation. But you know what, sometimes even I forget that. And I let myself get rooted in a chaotic life by forgetting my spiritual strength. It happens. It is a deeply profound idea. It is a deeply profound idea to accept that notion. And I have people who push back on that. And in recent weeks, I've had people push back on this idea a little bit. But I hold, I hold firm in my faith that this is the truth. And, and I've come to this understanding, frankly, through my own sense of logic. And the logic is this. Every spiritual tradition that has an understanding of God teaches that God is infinite. If I am not part of infinity, what am I? If, we are, if you are not part of infinity, then what are you? Because if you are not part of infinity, then infinity cannot exist. Infinity would be finite because there would be something other than infinity. So this is how I have come to reconcile in my own heart and in my own mind the understanding that I am part of infinity, that I am that which is. I am God. So are you. Each and every one of us is God. The piano is God. The candles are God. Everything is God. The photons that are having their way and bouncing off and creating an experience of being able to see 
through light, that's all God. There is nothing that is not God. And if you are not God, what are you? You can never be more spiritual than you are right in this moment. That's also hard for people to hear because if I say you can never be more spiritual than you are right in this moment, people will begin to look at all of the circumstances in their lives that prove to them that there is somehow something other than spirit. And all I say is you are 100% spirit at the core of your being and everything that flows forth is the expression of that magnificent impression of God as you. There can be no separation. And so everything that I see in the world of form, including a virus, is the outpouring, outpicturing of something divine. And if I want to change the experience of the virus, I must know who I am. That is standing in spiritual strength and utilizing this spiritual strength from that understanding, which is the expression of infinite cosmos, the infinite order, the wholeness. We are spiritual beings having a spiritual experience. And I don't even want to talk about the idea that it is in a human incarnation. I am not letting that be part of the paradigm anymore. We are spiritual beings having a spiritual experience. In this, there is perfect order to it all. Any seeming disorder is usually a result of our resistance to that good. I'm going to invite us all, wherever we are, again, I'm going to laugh because if you're sitting in Starbucks or someplace, I'm going to invite you to do this. Um, If you're in the room, I'm going to invite you to stand. Yeah, I'm going to invite you to stand up. And I would like you to hold your arms up in a V toward the sky. I would like you to look up. Just look up and imagine that the whole the whole universe, the, the, magnificent, the magnificent cosmos is pouring down through you, showing up as you right here and right now. Energetically, the wholeness is you. Now, we do this physically right in this moment, but this is the truth of our being at all times, no matter what. Universe is showing up as each and every one of us. The divine reality is all around you, pouring through you, showing up as you. You are tuned in right here and right now to the divine channel. In full embrace of this understanding and taking on the energy and power of this, I invite you to bring your arms down as if bringing the infinite reality of spirit to your center. Place your hands right over your heart center. And just for a moment, allow yourself to feel. Allow yourself to feel the strength at the core, the well-ordered universe showing up as you, right here, right now. with an exhale, you can sit down again. We are on an ever unfolding journey of awakening. Activities like that, physical activities like that can allow a deepened understanding rooted in feeling. 
That, to me, that's the law and order of this universe, infinitely expressing through us and as us. We are in the midst all the time, ceaselessly. We are in the midst of evolutionary shift. So the question then becomes, are you at the forefront of that shift, or do you live in a place where you fear change? There is nothing that doesn't change. It is consistently unfolding itself all the time in terms of change. That change is always, I believe, in alignment with the well-ordered universe. Even the things that seem to be off balance must be part of the well-ordered universe. So let us, in this current incarnation of experience, let us not find the perception of challenge in change. Let us rise up to it in strength, understanding our position in the the order of the whole— In the face of challenge, which is a perception, the solution is to remember our innate wholeness and peace. Living in alignment with this truth and keeping faith in the reality of the divine, of God, of spirit, as each and every one one of us. On Friday, I wrote this in the email. Hold firm to the truth in our hearts. Hold firm to the truth in our hearts. Love is the answer. Love is the answer. Let's place our minds on healing and wholeness. This is the power we have at hand. Our work is in cause. And I trust we collectively place our causative consciousness on this path. We will live the desired effect as we collectively place our causative consciousness on this path, we will live the desired effect. The law works because we are living in a well-ordered universe. Wherever you are, affirm with me right here and right now in your own mind, utilizing your inner voice as I read these. Hear this in your own mind as I read these words. I am open to my entire being. I am open to my entire being, the reality of God. God, spirit, life is that which I am, and I live in alignment with the highest spiritual truth. I am a blessing to the world, and so it is. Namaste. Hi, this is Rev. Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.